What's up, guys? Welcome to On The Come Up series with your girl, Priscilla. Today, we have a special guest joining us from New York. Veronica Payne is the founder and designer of Aura Ana, which is a collection of 18K gold-plated and silver simple, bold, and overstated next-level jewelry. Veronica, <laughs> welcome. Hi. Sorry, that's a mouthful, I know. <laughs> it is. Your jewelry is makes a bold statement, so you have to know all this, please. Yeah, I don't want to let any of those go, so. Exactly. So, thank you. So, when I first found your page on Instagram, I found the name Aura Ana to be very interesting, and when I saw on your page, too, it translates to no one. So, can you kind of explain the backstory of that name and why you chose it for your collection? For sure. So, I've been working on jewelry in general for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, I had an original brand that was self-titled named Veronica. Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, I found that to be like, have a lot of pressure. I felt a lot of pressure on the name. It represented me. It had to, you know, I had to really bring it, which I wanted to anyway, but it was just yeah. so much overwhelming pressure. Yeah. Um, I found that it was so much easier once I kind of distanced myself from the name um, and kind of worked as an alias, you know, Aura Ana. People ask me all the time, is your name Aura? No. <laughs> um, so I was looking for a name and I don't even know how it happened. Um, I found it online somewhere and I said, Aura Ana, okay, what does this mean? It translates to no one. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually perfect because I'm trying to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. And I feel like we're in an age and a time where everyone is doing the opposite. Everyone, if they have a brand, they want to be the face of everything. Yeah. It's an Instagram world. Everybody, you know, they just want to, before people are finding out who they are as a person, they're trying to build a brand for yeah. themselves. So it's like, no, how about we do this? I'm no one. I'm doing this to share myself with you. So mm -hmm. I'm no one at your everything. Yeah. It's about yeah. my clients. It's about, you know, making something that they're going to feel attached to. Yeah. So I'm going to move myself from the situation and make it about you guys. And I've been, I find it so much easier to share in that way. And I feel like it really works. And I hope that it resonates with people. Yeah, that's, that's a good backstory too. And it's like, even from the jump from the actual name of it, it's like, it's all about the clientele from the jump of that. So that's pretty cool. So you did mention that you did have an original jewelry line, but how did you actually get into design jewelry for a career? Like, how did you get into that? So it was, I always say it's like, it was by an accident. Um, I am from New York. So when I was younger, in my early 20s, I would like go out when it was warm out, um, yeah. go every weekend to like Soho and go shopping, probably more window shopping because I didn't have it like that. So I'd go window shopping to the Bloomingdale's and Soho. Yeah. And one day I was in there and I never paid attention to the jewelry cases or displays, but I find myself spending like two or three hours literally going through the jewelry display cases. Yeah. I was kind of creating backstories about why the designers made the collections that they did. Just yeah. literally in there having fun, creating stories about them. And so I texted my best friend and like, you'll never believe what happened to me. Like this is, you know, it, I felt like it happened to me. Yeah. Um, so I let her know and she was like, oh really? I have a friend who's looking for an intern. Um, she's like, at that time for me, it was older. She's probably in her um, early thirties. Yeah. An older friend who's successful jewelry designer and she's looking for an intern. And I was like, oh, okay, put me on, you know, like I'd love to do this. And it just kept working like that. And I think sometimes when things happen that way, it's for a reason. Um, so it was beginner's luck and she is wonderful. She was very, um, I mean, she still is established jewelry designer. She does more um, high-end luxury. Okay. Like she do one piece, $80,000 wow. uh, for a 
ring or something. But I found that was great because it helped me to refine my skills to look more like high-end jewelry. Yeah, it's costume and it's affordable, but you want it to look quality. Um, So yeah, I interned with her for about two years. Mm -hmm. I learned the lay of the land of the Diamond District and everything. And then I've just been kind of pushing forward ever since. Yeah. And since you say like it was by accident, quote unquote, do you feel like it's been developed into a passion? They can actually call your collection a passion of yours? It's definitely a passion because like I said, this was, that was probably when I first started the journey, I was probably 20 something. I'm turning 32 um, in four days. So, and I have been through hell and back because the hardest part, like we discussed with your entrepreneurial goals is starting. So I spent a lot of time being like, okay, I want to do this. And, you know, just kind of even when I did start doing it after interning with her, I was kind of halfway doing it because I was in my twenties and I was having fun as well. There was other things just distracting me. Um, So in the last few years, I've started to really do it. And I'd say the second hardest part after starting is at least in this kind of business is finding production and manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with my budget, I'm not from money. Um, I did different, I tried different options. I tried it within the United States that I went flat broke. Then I tried without overseas. That was so difficult. And finally now um, I have people in Thailand who do it by hand and produce amazing results. Um, But that took a lot. I've gotten scammed. I have, you know, I lost a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of money. And it has to be a passion to rebound from that. You know, I've had other jobs while I'm doing this. And the last time I was kind of scammed, um, I fell out in the hallway at my job, my actual job, my nine to five. And I was crying on the hallway floor. And it's like, you do all of that, but you can't stop because it's your passion. So you're like, okay, I'm going to cry and I'm going to keep going. Yeah. So it's definitely become my passion. There's no, there's nothing else I could see myself doing. It's, yeah. it's literally my everything. So Absolutely. Yeah, I found that like your passion um, is correlated to your why reason. And every time like I meet people who are doing whatever they do in life, even for myself, I ask myself, like, what's my why? Like, what's the reason that I'm going through this? What's the reason that's going to push me through the bad times, the hard times, all the all that good stuff. But when you ask yourself, or if, if, if you ever ask yourself, like, what's your why reason? What is your why? Like, why do you do what you do? So there's two things. Um, one is very selfish. And the other, I think, is very selfless. And I think with everything you do, I don't believe in altruism. There's always something, even if you have a nonprofit, you're getting something out of helping these people or helping whatever cause it is. Um, I would say my selfish reason, um, I'm not sure if you're into like Myers-Briggs, my boyfriend got me onto this, but it's about like personality types. So I am an INFJ, which is introverted, intuitive, feeling judger. So by nature, I, um, and anybody who meets me, I'm kind of, when I meet someone, either we click amazingly and you're my best friend forever, or it's kind of a hard shell to crack. Mm. And I wouldn't say that I'm naturally shy, but I don't just kind of, I don't feel super comfortable just giving up myself right away unless we have that ultimate connection at first. Right. So for me, it's really a way to share myself with people. And it's so cool when people also resonate with something that I'm sharing. It's like, oh, wow, we share something in common. There's like more of a bond there. Right. Like you're attracted to this. Like I love this too. And it came from somewhere inside of me. And it's like almost saying, oh, you like me. Yeah. You see a part of me and you like what I'm sharing. So it's really cool. And I feel like it's a really good way to get to know someone. Right. And then on the selfless side, 
I would say, and I know a lot of, you know, brands, they, you know, it's about empowering women or empowering other people. But for me, it really is because on this journey, I've been so tough on myself and, you know, I'll only celebrate when I make that sale or when I get that press or, you know, some kind of tangible material kind of goal that I was looking for. Yeah. But I realized like, I need to celebrate when I, you know, when I get up every day and send out those emails to influencers, when I get up and sketch something new or make a new, a new piece and finish, like yeah. it, every day for every little step that you make, because we're all works in progress, it should be a celebration. And I have had that struggle for myself. So I know there's other people out there who only celebrate when they get that promotion or when they meet that man or something, or they lose or gain this weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, I want people to feel okay celebrating the journey. And every day you celebrate yourself because it's progress. Right. Yeah, you're right. Every little thing does count. And even though like we don't have the physical um, attainable things like, that we see, that we can touch, that we can um, smell and everything else. But it's like every little progress that we do, it adds up to the final destination in, in the long run. You know, mm-hmm. and when you talked about um, celebrating women too, something interesting on your um, your page that you said was that we remind women that they are worthy of appreciation now and not when. So what did you mean by that? And how does that correlate to what your jewelry statement with that statement that you made? I mean, that goes back to me saying like people celebrate when they get that promotion, when they lose that weight. Like, yeah. no, like you, oh, you'll say, okay, well, I'll get that. Maybe I'll get that for, you know, I'll get someone to get that for my anniversary. Well, you know, people buy jewelry for occasions, you right. know? Every day of life is an occasion, just waking up. Um, you know, I've started what's kept me down earth. I'm really into meditation and affirmations and, um, you know, raising my vibration. Yeah. So every day I wake up and I do a gratefulness um, meditation. And it's just like, you know, be grateful for your bed, be grateful for your shower, be grateful for your working digestive system. Yeah. It's like, let's just be grateful for today. And if you feel like, you know, you had a heart just any reason to celebrate i'm not saying go broke you know but just know that like you have innate perfection just from being a human being being on this earth like you're perfect as you are yeah we're all works in progress but just in being ourselves yeah. we're perfectly imperfect yeah. you know so it's okay to celebrate that yeah i like and that. i feel like i women have it the hardest because everybody's telling us that we're not we're not perfect and if we go by that if we go by that standard, we're never going to be perfect because, and I personally, I take issue with like, I know Instagram and internet and social media has great, you know, they can be used for wonderful purposes. But I also know that it's putting young women in the hospital. It's, it's really, you know, it's having a really big impact on how we see ourselves and how we treat ourselves. Um, And I kind of want to be the antithesis of that. Yeah. So in a way, it's like your jewelry is affecting our day-to-day life, though. Because when you wear a jewelry, it's not only about like, oh, something that looks cute, but it makes a more powerful statement, like you said, like to enjoy the everyday and to yeah. celebrate every day. I just wanted to be a reminder that like you're perfect how you are and like you deserve the things. Like not when, not when you change yourself to become this aspirational way that you see yourselves. And aspirations and goals are amazing. Yeah. But you know, let it be an, a positive aspiration and affirmation to the fact that you deserve these things, mm-hmm. not that you're lacking these things and you need to get them. Exactly. So when you're in the process of designing your jewelry, do you have like certain things in mind that you want people to know how to feel? So for example, if you're coming up with something for the fall or for the spring, do you have a specific way of saying, okay, I want it to be, I want it to look like this. I want people to feel a certain way. I want people to look a certain way. Like how does your designing process look like? 
So the first pieces that I made, like what you'll see on the website now, were basically made by hand. So that was, you know, it was my first collection. It was what I could find. I would go to stores and see what I could find and put together to just, you know, and I don't know how it would have come out of my hands, but I'd see it and I'd say, oh, okay, I see this is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something would happen. Now that I have more resources and I can sketch and really create things and then kind of send them off and have someone like really, you know, do the soldering. And I'm not a bench worker, but I do by hand. Um, so that gives me more accessibility to really make the things that I want. Right. And I think the collection you see now um, is really great. It's bold, it's simple. It's all that I say, next level jewelry. Mm-hmm. But the new collection is badass. Like I want a woman to feel badass. And so the things that I'm making now yeah. are bigger, they're bolder, still classy and elegant and have a simplicity to them, right. but they really are showing more of my personality, I think. Um, and I hope that I feel that I'm badass. Um, I try to, I try to perpetuate that feeling about myself, but I really just want a woman to feel that way. Like, can I curse on here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want you to feel unfuckwithable, you know, like awesome. you are badass. You're that woman. And you know, I want your jewelry to say that about you too. So yes. what I'm trying to do is make, I really am working. This collection is really heavy on shapes. Um, so it's very like kind of art deco shape yeah. heavy. Um, and I think that's really what I gravitate towards too, more like being big, bold, and badass than specifically, um, okay, it's fall season. It's, and I know you're supposed to go as a designer. It's summer. I do that more with the stones I'm picking okay. than with the design. So okay. yeah, I just, want, I just want to get my personality out there and make women feel powerful. Yeah. And special. Like you're wearing something you're not just going to see somewhere else. Exactly. I can already tell through the screen that you're a badass woman too. So you're already doing a fantastic job with that. You know, we see each other. <laughs> like, thank you. I appreciate that. Exactly. Um, so while you're on this journey, I know you said like you first started as an intern and there was someone else who did the same thing that you did. But now that you're established, um, what inspiration, what advice can you give to someone who's looking to go into the same ride as you are? Okay, first of all, I would not say I'm established yet. <laughs> and maybe I'm just tough on myself, but I still like I'm like a huge work in progress. Um, and maybe I kind of um, play myself down a bit. I mean, I just saw, I found out yesterday that I got like a BuzzFeed um, write-up and a New York Magazine write-up. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't even know people knew that I was doing anything, you know? So it's like when you are just working, working and you're, and like, of course, I would love the recognition, yeah. but to see it just come out of kind of nowhere, it's like, oh, people are really checking for me and seeing what I'm doing. So that's amazing. That's beyond the question you asked me. But anyway, <laughs> advice that I would give people, first of all, like you said, like um, I said earlier, starting, don't waste so long to start. Yeah. Um, even if you just do it in small increments, yeah. um, just every day do something that's going to get you closer towards what it is you want to do. Um, I would say collaboration, especially in this day and age, is super important. Yeah. Like speaking with people and just sharing the person you are. It's really good when people get to know you. Right. I was watching a video today, Funky Deneva, um, and he said something that um, being liked in life will get you much further than being qualified. Wow. And I was like, that's really true. You fight for the people that you like and you care about. And some people will be like, well, why is this person getting the recognition? You know, like my, I'm better than this person. I'm doing something that's more impactful. And it's because maybe they've gotten 
themselves out there. They've collaborated. They are sharing their story with people. And that really can, um, I think, make a difference in how far you go. Okay. So um, go ahead. Okay. So um, I know you, you say to yourself you're not established yet, but when you talk about like establishment or like what does that look like, when you ask yourself um, what does success look like, because I think that success is different for everyone. Um, and sometimes like we see success of like having a big car or a mansion or just like some physical um, but I've asked different people what success looked like, and for them, it's something totally different from each other. So to you, in your own personal life, and all your jewelry collection too, what does success look like? How can you say to yourself, I'm successful? I would say success is peace. Um, peace and peace of mind. So... My definition if I could say what peace looked like for me the yeah. struggles that I'm going through right now um, I have a great manufacturing company but things are not very timely so I do still have to you know keep on that and maybe there's a struggle that never goes away I know a lot of jewelry designers who are more established than me and they say it takes time you know sometimes it never happens yeah. um, but if I could peacefully put my mind somewhere else and that would help me to move forward so I don't have to worry about things being on time. That would help. Um, what else? I think I would love to kind of do more than just have jewelry. I want to create a brand that, you know, once COVID's over, we can meet up, we can collaborate in person. I can speak with young women and see what it is they need, especially, I'm super concerned about social media and all this stuff. So I would love to hear from young women who are younger than me, who actually were born with no other reality than social media, because, you know, I'm turning 32. I knew the world without Instagram and without Facebook and about all these things. And now people that are coming up don't, they have no idea what that's like. So I would really love to hear their concerns and be able to kind of impact that in even my own small way. Right. So I think peace for me would be able to have my jewelry running and people getting to know me and, you know, wearing my pieces, but also where that could be maybe 75% or 70% of what I do. Yeah. And the other 30 could be actually groundwork and really getting to know how I can help other people and young women right. during this kind of time. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful to be able to like separate, um, like what you do, like personally with your brand and then also connecting with the people who actually wear your brand, you know, instead of just like sharing it, like, oh, everything's online, but it's like connecting with the people face to face or however the situation may be, but actually getting to know your clientele personally on a deeper level. And I think that would help me make better jewelry for them as well. So, you know, sure. Yeah. So, um, so we, for me, when I think about inspiration, um, well, my mindset changed inspiration, but I used to think inspiration only comes from like good things, like an aha moment, like unicorn and rainbows. But I recently talked to someone, he said like he found inspiration in everything, whether it's the good, bad, the ugly, like everything he finds inspiration in. Um, so for you, when you design your collection, what gives you inspiration or where do you find your inspiration? That's a good question. So I, I see it everywhere. Um, I see more visual inspiration if I'm out I remember one time I was on the train and well on the train platform and I was one of the only people there and there's all sorts of things happen on the train platform but there was I guess there was like a hole in the ceiling and it was 
raining or some residual rain was coming down into the platform yeah. over the step. And somehow, don't ask me where I got it from, mm -hmm. I saw like a dangle earring in this like, the rain dripping down those platforms. Just, I don't know. <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> really random. And I would say like inspiration as in form of like design inspiration, where I get inspiration for making the pieces, it does come from really random things like that. Or maybe I'll see someone wearing something and I'll say, oh, those are really nice, but how could I make them better? How could I make them more badass? So it's like a, my variation of what I'm seeing that's already made. Mm. Um, and I do think as far as inspiration slash motivation, yeah. the negative definitely motivates me. It inspires me to keep going. Like being scammed, like having things go wrong. I'm inspired, like, you're not gonna stop me. Like, okay, you scammed me, you have my money, but you don't have my passion. So you just keep going. You're just motivated. You can't, and that's inspiring to me. You just have to keep going. Yeah. What you just said, like, remind me of something I just saw yesterday where someone says, like, um, it wasn't necessarily scamming, but it was like, someone can copy you, like, in whatever style, but no one can copy your spirit. Um, and I just thought about that when you just said, no one can copy my passion. You know, people can try to um, do the same thing that you're doing or try to do something similar, but like that passion that you have and that spirit is like unique to the whole world, like, no one can even touch. And that's the one thing that can bring you back your powers. Like, you can have all those things, but what's inside of me, you can't touch. So that was and they will and the thing is they'd probably be better off um you know they're always going to be the copiers they'd probably be better off just going by what their own motivation desires are and passions i mean they're always just going to be a copy of you and, and most of the time it's a subpar copy right right so bringing it back to 360 um you said you used to win a shop in soho um so in the future coming up in the near future whatever time that you may have for yourself but do you want to eventually have your jewelry somewhere in soho where other people can go down to win a shop and see your collection i would there's so many like independent designer shops that are opening now like yeah. all over you know there's flying soho which is in um flying fly, flying solo sorry <laughs> that's in soho and yeah. then there's beams on air also in Soho um, and I've talked to both places and yeah. eventually you know I'm I'm kind of going back and forth because of COVID you yeah. know but eventually sometime soon I will have that once my new collection is done right. um, also there's um, this store that's in Leimert Park in right. um, LA that was just in the Jay-Z Pharrell video it's called Soul Folks yeah they are um, very heavy and focused on independent black designers and I'm actually speaking with them now and kind of finalizing getting some pieces, not my whole collection in there, but that would be my first store um, yeah. to have stuff in. So that's really exciting. Um, and then I've done like pop-up markets and things like that um, right. all over the city, which is really good because I get to see people in person and they get to, yeah. and it seems, I seem to get the, um, the response a lot that my collection does seem like a reflection of me, which is good. It means I'm on the right track. Yeah. So yeah, connecting with people in person and having people see in person and also they, they can see the quality of it, mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. Yeah. I think also like doing pop-ups, when I've gone to different pop-ups, like I connect more with the brand because I get to hear the backstory of it and I get actually get to see the face of the jewelry, like the people who make it behind the, the screens. So that's pretty awesome, making that connection with different pop-ups like in LA or New York. Yeah, you get more like that way. Yeah, All right. Better. Yeah, so right now we're going to skip to a different segment of the show, which is called like Get to Know Me. So I asked you a few fun questions um, so people can get to know who you are and what you like and different things like that. Are you ready? <laughs> we're fun too, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
<laughs> Everything's fun. Um, so first question, if you could pick anywhere in the world, like a destination for a whole summer to design a collection, where would it be? Okay, I love Europe. And I would say Nice is probably my favorite place. I've been a lot of places in Europe, but I still have a lot more to go. Um, I would say Nice, um, like in south of France, also because there's other, like the other islands, I guess, like Cannes there and all the, just like, it's just so beautiful. Um, and I know they had like a terrorist attack a few years ago mm -hmm. and that was after I had gone and I was just like really taken aback because I remember being there and saying, wow, this was like one of the happiest places on earth that I felt. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, now I understand why someone would attack there. But it was just so beautiful and small yeah. and they have a little ferris wheel that's like on the edge of the town and it's just i would love to spend more time there um and just explore and i just got so much um inspiration one a pair of my earrings that is like really popular was wow. inspired by my trip to south of france wow nice. if i can make <laughs> when COVID's over you can go back to nice then i know i'm having a COVID inside birthday it's not Aww travel but it's fine it's a good time to reflect and just kind of it's 32 it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so now um number two you, you talked about in your interview about collaboration so for you is there anyone or any company that you love to collaborate with do you have a dream collaboration hmm i mean i don't want to give the obvious answer that every woman would probably give so i'm not gonna say beyonce <laughs> um what's a brand that i love i mean i know they make okay so i would say okay collaboration that i would love to do soon um probably with one of my friends you know if i could do something for with one of my friends who kind of has like a kind of like i'm from brooklyn so yeah. if i could do that kind of represents our childhood growing up in Brooklyn because a lot of my best friends are from elementary school is that INFJ personality like you have a friend you keep them forever my friends are like nothing's less than 10 years old you know like I have friends forever um yeah. so if I could kind of do a collaboration with the girls in my group chat from my elementary school yeah. that I've grown that would be so bomb like just have like a really Brooklyn flavored kind of jewelry collection that's Aura Anna, that'd be really amazing. Maybe I'll bring that up with them because they're always, you know, when I'm posting, when I'm creating new stuff, I always send them like, let's do a poll. Like there's three of them in the group chat, so it's easy. Let's do a poll. Which design do you like better? And they're so helpful. Yeah. So it'd be super supportive. Um, so that'd be really good. And that's actually a really good idea. And I'm happy that you asked me that question because yeah. I think the collection's done. Or maybe I'll just introduce like one piece at a time from different women who have been in my part of my life. Oh, that's yeah. this is why you need to collaborate because like, there's so many good ideas that you can't just think you can't do anything by yourself right so that right. yeah we'll do okay there you go <laughs> so um this kind of goes on to the third question but you say you're from brooklyn but in your own opinion what's the best borough in brooklyn you cannot say <laughs> in new york i'm sorry what's the best borough in new york you cannot say brooklyn because i'll be biased <laughs> Okay, then I would say Manhattan. It's either Brooklyn or Manhattan. Like, I don't see why you need to go anywhere else. <laughs> what about Brooklyn makes it one of the best, though? I mean, listen, and also I'm from Bed-Stuy. So, I mean, okay. 
Look at, I mean, it's a legendary place. And like, look at the people who have come out of there. There's something to say for that. There's something that's in the water there that right. is just producing like black excellence. Yeah. So, I mean, I just love it. You grow, like, I mean, and also I got, I feel like I got the best of both worlds. Like I had, like my street was very like, you know, family oriented. Yeah. So there was a lot of like black families who were well to do. Everybody was getting education. Everybody wanted to, you know, grow and it was just families um and then i mean you go down the street and maybe a corner might be not so you know family oriented you know family in a different way maybe um so i really feel like i got the best of both worlds and literally you can find anything in brooklyn the food is amazing especially i mean brooklyn's changing a lot but i mean if you want to say you can find everything in brooklyn especially now it's it's more diverse i'm not sure if that's good or bad but it's definitely more diverse yeah Okay, I'll take that. I have to visit Brooklyn the whole, myself. The whole, like, I grew up in a beautiful brownstone. It's just everything, yeah. tree-lined blocks. It's just so beautiful. And yeah. peaceful. You come from the city, you go to Brooklyn, you know, you can hear birds chirping when you go to sleep. Nice. So, they do get the best of both worlds. Yeah. I used to live, um, I used to live in New York, but, like, not in the city. I used to live in Buffalo for, like, one year. Okay. And I was like, is this considered New York? Because it's so different from, like, what New York is known for. You know yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like it might as well be canada because it's like 20 minutes from the border buffalo might as well be canada <laughs> uh, i would have to go to brooklyn and see for myself and check it out Love wait it. have you been you've been have you've been to brooklyn right no i've only been to like the city city and buffalo oh, I've never been to brooklyn. Okay. well when you come we can i'll show you around yeah that's crazy <laughs> All right, so this one, um, you have to fill in the blank, okay? Your collection makes women feel three word in the blanks. Blank, blank, blank. Badass, of course. Yes. Badass. Um, I hope that it makes women feel stunning. Mm. And like, kind of stunning and one of a kind. Yeah, I like that, one of a kind. And then last question. So you're going on a date for the first time. And I know you have a boyfriend, but pre-boyfriend, you're going on a date for the first time. Are you going to be casually nice or over the top? And then what's the staple jewelry from your collection that you're going to wear? Casually nice as in like wardrobe or like? Like the whole outfit, everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. I used to be like sexy, sexy. So I would have been in like a little bodycon dress or something. <laughs> Now, if I was to go on a date, um, I feel like I'd be casual sexy. So, like, maybe I'd do, like, a tight pant or jean yeah. and, like, maybe a blazer like this, but kind of like a cleavage bearing top or something. You know, you show a little bit, but you don't give them all the goods. That's too much, right. And then jewelry. I do like chokers because I feel like they... Um, are sassy and give attitude especially yeah. if you're wearing something that's like a like a blaze or something that's more a little bit less naughty i don't know i don't know what words to use um so maybe i would wear a choker but i also love this necklace the gold my necklace because it's uh you can see it's like actually one of my most popular necklaces chains um because it can go either way i feel like it's kind of edgy yeah and but it can also be like very classy and sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I would have paired this with if I'm wearing like something cleavage bearing with yeah. like one of the vial necklaces that comes a little bit lower. Nice. 
I liked it. I think that outfit will like get you through the second date too. I think I'd do hoops. I love hoops. So yes. uh, with any outfit, you like hoops? So it, de- it depends on my hair because yeah, I, I usually have like, short hair. Um, so when my hair is longer, I like to wear more hoops. And then if it's really short, then I wear a really big hoop. Yeah. Depending on where I'm going. But also when it's short, I like to mix up studs, variation yes. of studs. Yes. I like hoops too for anything, honestly. You can never go wrong with hoops. Right now, they're very much trending. Yeah. So. Yes. All right, Veronica. So the last question is, where can we find you on social media? Where can we support you? Where can we find you on everything? Okay. So please do come find me. Okay. Um, the website is auraana.com. So that's O-R-A-A-N-A.com. And the um, Instagram at Auraana Official. And even come say hi to me personally. My personal Instagram is Veronica with a K underscore pain, P-A-Y-N-E. So say hi. Um, give me ideas. We can collaborate. I'd love to do all the above. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on today and joining us on, on the Come Up series today. I learned a lot from you, especially um, with your background and now knowing the face to your jewelry collection. So we definitely hope to see you more and support all your jewelry that you have coming up next. I appreciate it. And I can't wait to see more of your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And you need to come to Brooklyn because we can go. I'll take you around for sure. I really mean it. I will, I will, I will take you up on it, actually. So whenever COVID is done, we can travel. I will come to Brooklyn. Awesome. <laughs> all right, guys. So that's all for today for the show. You can find us next on the episode coming up next Sunday. So I hope you guys all have a great day. Goodbye. Thank you to all my listeners for tuning in today. With every episode, I want you to write down one or two takeaways and apply it in your life so that you can continue on the right direction towards your goals. As always, in addition to listening on Spotify, you can watch each episode on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel on the Come Up series, as well as follow on Instagram page at on the Come Up series. Until next Sunday.